Welcome back to the Locks On Diamondbacks podcast here, part of the Locks On Podcast Network. Your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please. Go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked on Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we got Scott Cullen of Locked on Fantasy Baseball on the pod today. We're discussing biggest surprises from the D-backs in fantasy, biggest disappointments. Uh, how would some of these D-backs players go into redraft? So we got a whole bunch to discuss on today's pod. But first, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this weekend as I'll be going live. And actually, it's called Spotify Green Room now. So catch me this weekend after the D-backs win. I'll be going live on Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Now, let's get into that conversation with Scott Cullen. All right. Back on the pod once again to give us our fantasy roundup. We got Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Scott, it's been a minute. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing good, uh, Scott. Uh, I'm no. Uh, I mean, the D-backs aren't doing too good. They, they <laughs> no, set no, their, they're not. They set their uh, you know con- most consecutive road losses in MLB history. The first time in 125 years. A team has lost this many road games, and I'm saying we're not done yet. Let's go for the all-time record. <laughs> not even road losses, the all-time losing streak. Well, I know it's set by the 1889 Louisville Colonels at 26. D-backs are at, uh, I think, 14 right now. This is our second losing streak of at least 14 this season. I, th- I think we have a chance. <laughs> I think we have a chance at getting 26, Scott. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, yeah, you probably do have a chance at it, which uh, that, that makes for a long season, that's for sure. Yeah, D-backs right now on pace for 116 losses, a franchise record, but we're not here to talk about the D-backs struggles. We're here to actually, you know, maybe talk some positivity about the D-backs, talk some fantasy, because the D-backs have some solid fantasy players. I mean, I think we all expected Ketel Marte to be pretty good, uh, but Paven Smith has really just come out of nowhere i mean he doesn't have the power but the dude is batting nearly 300 i mean who do you think has been the biggest surprise on this d-backs team so far it could be pavin smith in terms of surprise because i don't think we had huge expectations for him coming into the year remember when we talked uh, at the beginning uh, of the season uh, when we were looking for kind of dark horse candidates uh, i think i mentioned pavin smith because i at least saw an opportunity for him to play now i had no idea what kind of production uh, you were going to get uh, and, you know, as you say, the power really isn't there. So he's not necessarily an ideal first base or corner outfielder uh, in, in most fantasy formats, but he is, you know, the batting average is a positive. Uh, and so if, you know, if you need to kind of fill in, a, a, you know, your fifth outfield spot or something like that, you can, you can do worse than, than Paven Smith. I also think Josh Rojas, uh, you know, because there was a lot of uncertainty, I guess, in, into the season, whether he was going to have uh, as big a role as he has this year. And, and, and even when he first started, like the first you know, few weeks of the season, he, he wasn't doing a whole lot, but he's picked things up and, and has been a pretty uh, useful fantasy player because not only is he a productive hitter, but he, he gives you some versatility, right? The uh, eligibility in the outfield as well as middle infield spots. Like 
uh, th there's value in, in, in that. And so probably Smith and Rojas are the, you know, the two Diamondbacks that we would look at and say that, uh, that they exceeded expectations coming into the year. Yeah. I had one friend in my fantasy draft, uh, fantasy draft take josh rojas in like the fifth round so uh, I, <laughs> okay it might, might not exceed his expectations but <laughs> yeah i don't know about that one i mean i think she took i think she had a string of taking rojas nick ahmed all, all these d-backs players back to back so i was like oh that, that might be a reach on josh rojas there <laughs> but he's had a solid year I, I think that position versatility has been really key for a lot of these d-backs players because i saw just last week on espn fantasy Ketel Marte finally got that, uh, I think, that outfield eligibility mm -hmm. now. So how does that work with fantasy? Like, what does it take for someone to add a, an extra eligibility during the season? Well, I, I think it, it depends on, on which format you use. But I think a lot of them, it, it's if you play five games uh, during uh, an individual season. And, and uh, when the season's over, uh, if they're kind of giving you eligibility for the next season, I think, I think they set the, the, the minimum at 20. Uh, games for um, but in season right uh, you, you can get a, a additional eligibility fairly quickly I'm pretty sure it is five games uh, and so there are a lot of times when you've got a player who um, you, you might have to draft them at one position but you know that they're playing somewhere else like an example that comes to mind to me is Marcus Semyon mm. uh, you know who's been a shortstop for for years but he was going to be playing second base this year for uh, Toronto and and you had to draft him as a shortstop you know, maybe you put him in your middle infield or whatever, uh, but you know, he's going to end up playing second base and, and that, you know, there's an advantage there because second base is usually not a, a, a really productive spot. Uh, and so, yeah, there, there is, uh, you know, if, if you can kind of keep track of uh, where players are, are going in, and this is sort of a function of modern baseball is there are so few bench spots, right? So mm -hmm. the guys who you have guys who are moving around all the time and, and that includes Rojas and, I mean, even Pavin Smith, you know, plays all over the outfield and first base. Like that, that's a lot of uh, versatility there. And, and so, uh, but, you know, Cattell Marte, uh, kind of to get back to your original uh, point about this, you know, we, we've kind of known all along that he has the uh, middle infield eligibility, but you, you wait for him to get um, eligibility in the outfield. And uh, like, I, I think in an ideal world, you probably still try and use him at second base because it, it, that's a, a thinner position. Uh, but, you know, depending on how you, how you've set up your roster, um, you know, you may, you may want to use him in the outfield too. Yeah. And that's why I really wanted Ketel Marte because I knew he was going to play center field and I was surprised yeah. to see he didn't have that eligibility, but I took Ketel Marte in round six. How do you think that is Scott? Well, th that's not, that's not an unreasonable uh, spot. I know we talked about, we talked about Marte at the start of the season because he was the one guy on the, <laughs> on the Diamondbacks that you could be reasonably excited about. Um, and you know, and he's missed a bunch of time. And, yeah. and so that, that obviously hurts his, uh, his overall value, but like he's hitting 340. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you, you know, yes, you'd like to see a few more home runs, uh, you know, kind of get him back to where he was a couple of years ago. Uh, but as long as, as long as he, you know, could stay in the lineup the rest of the way, if, if he gives you a batting average that's up over 300, you know, there's definitely value to be, to be had there. I think, you know, the, the, you know, what you keep your fingers crossed for is that you can get uh, Marte to play like he did in 2019, even 2018, uh, yeah. when you, he was a, a more complete, uh, fantasy player, uh, you know, that he would, you know, not just score runs and give you a batting average, but there was, there was home run power there and he, and he would steal some bases. And I, I know he, he's not necessarily stealing a ton of uh, bases uh, anymore, but uh, it, it would be nice if, if you're, you know, if you're investing in Cattell Marte, uh, that you could get a little bit, a little bit more complete 
uh, production out of him, but yeah, he's, he's the one guy I, I look at on, on this roster and kind of see there, you know, there's a, a higher ceiling for Marte than, than the other guy. I mean, yeah, in 2019, this guy was fourth in MVP voting, 30-plus home runs. I think he had, like, 10 stolen bases, 329 average. I mean, he literally did everything. So, yeah, when you yeah. say he can definitely go to another level, yeah, I mean, he was playing, like, maybe the arguably the best player in baseball pre-injury, and he's come back, and he's still been just as productive. Like you said, the, the power really hasn't been there yet, but he's still hitting the top off the ball. I think he has – a. I think in three of his last four games, he has like at least three hits is something crazy like that. So this guy is smacking the ball right now uh, all over the field. But Scott and I will continue talking Carson Kelly in just a second. But today's episode is brought to you by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut, and pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches, nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Dimebacks listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just $1. Go to www.fullyloadedchew.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, just $1, and free shipping if you use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew at fullyloadedchew.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. One guy who we didn't mention, who I think has really been the biggest shock for at least me as a guy who covers the D-backs with his offensive performance to at least start the year is Carson Kelly, who Mm -hmm. all of a sudden is one of the best hitting catchers in all of baseball. And we saw flashes of that in 2019 with the 18 home runs. But I think there was a lot of skeptics of him after that 2020 season where he really had a down year. But all of a sudden, 270 average, a 390 OBP, 870 OPS, eight home runs. I mean, is he actually the answer to who has been the biggest surprise when you compare it to expectations? Maybe. Uh, and, and really, because if you can find a catcher who can hit, that's really valuable, right? I mean, there's, there's like a handful of them uh, who, aren't, who aren't a liability uh, when it comes to fantasy. And, and you, you know you're not going to get – uh, stolen bases and you know um, generally they're not going to play as much I mean most most catchers you know in a full season they might get get 120 or 130 games uh, you know for the for the guys who are the busiest um, you know aside from maybe Salvador Perez he's, he's a guy who plays a little bit more than that but because of those kind of limitations that come with the position uh, you know you you end up you know with I guess relatively low expectations and, and that would be the case with Kelly and particularly because yeah his, his 2020 season wasn't very good um but yeah he's he rebounded and, and look I think I found this year was really difficult um to try and forecast players based on you know what we saw in 2020 it's a, a really short season uh and you know we, we've seen kind of historically in baseball all kinds of things can happen in, in the course of two months uh that, that don't necessarily have uh, you know long-term staying power uh you know, to project into the next season. And, and that's what's happened for a bunch of guys. Uh, that, and so the fact that Kelly had a disappointing 2020 season, it's not that you could just write that off because there are guys who have kind of continued to be disappointments uh, around baseball. But in the case of Kelly, he's kind of bounced back 
uh, and and yes, has to be uh, considered one of the you know one one of the real pleasant surprises for Arizona uh, because uh, he's a legit starting catcher for fantasy, and um, you know that's there there aren't too many guys here on on the uh, Diamondbacks roster that I would uh, classify as legit starters at the position. Wow, because I was going to ask you, Scott, how many leagues are you in? Uh, four. And how uh, many? Yeah, I was going to say, how many D-backs players do you think you have in those leagues? I don't think I have any. Wow. Oh, no, you know what? No, you know what? I have, I have one or I had one. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this is great because we talked about him in the preseason. Madison Bumgarner. Oh I, 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 said, I, I said at the start of the year, yeah, there's no way I'm, I'm going to take Madison Bumgarner because he was awful last season. Um, but then, and, and his first three starts this year were awful. And so I felt <laughs> yeah. really comfortable with my uh, not picking up Madison Bumgarner. We don't need Madison Bumgarner at all. And then he had like six great starts in a row. And somewhere in the midst of those six starts, I picked up Madison Bumgarner. And, uh, so I had him for, you know, a while, I don't know, maybe a, uh, a month, somewhere, somewhere in that range. And then, and then uh, decided, no, I, I can comfortably uh, send Madison Bumgarner back to the, uh, back to the waiver wire because his past three starts have been pretty rough again. So, yeah, yeah but that, but I, I don't have in, in my, yeah, I don't think I have any other Diamondbacks. Uh, mm. players. You know, that, I mean, the, I guess the one guy who, Oh, you know what? I, I think I might have Zach Gallon on the team, Okay, um, but, but I mean, <laughs> I haven't really benefited from having Zach Gallon on the team because no. he, uh, you know, he's been injured for so, so much of the time. And, but yeah, like there, there, there were very few players coming into the season that you would look at and say, yes, these are the guys that uh, I would like to kind of cast my fantasy lot with this season. Um, and so I just, I haven't, uh, I don't have a lot of them uh, aside from my kind of short stint there with Madison Bumgarner and, uh, and then Zach Gallon. So you had Mad Bum during the no-no then? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, which uh, you know, when you're talking unlikely events, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, ba- based on my expectations of Madison Bumgarner coming into the season, where they were super low, and I, and I think I probably when I first picked him up, it was just as a streaming uh, that he's got a decent matchup here, and I'll, I'll you know, we'll we'll see where it goes. And then he really started to string together some some good starts, and you know, and and you know, when you have a player who's had a long track record like Bumgarner, you know, you're, you're you can be easily swayed into, uh, Oh, he, he's back pitching like, you know, like vintage Madison Bumgarner. Uh, and, you know, and, and then all of a sudden it goes south again. And that's, that's kind of been the, uh, you know, the, the challenge here for anybody on the Diamondbacks is, uh, you know, please uh, exceed expectations for a little while if you could. Yeah. And I'm a little bit more bullish on Bumgarner nowadays. I don't think he's going to be that five-star guy that we saw where he was putting up historic yeah. numbers, but uh, I, I think the reason why he did fall off a little bit because he dealt with some nagging injuries and now he's on the 10 day IL. So yep. I, I would attribute some of his later failures after that historic start to that. But uh, let, let's talk about some of the disappointments because we talked about some of the uh, surprises. Carson Kelly, of course, who I picked up off the waiver wire. Yep. Great move by me, uh, as a, <laughs> if yeah. I do say so myself, yeah, yeah. myself. A quick pat on the back, you know. I'm in these. I'm in these fantasy trenches, Scott. I love fantasy. So basketball, football, baseball. I'm all awesome. invested. And uh, and uh, when you look at the disappointments, I mean. There's some obvious names. I mean, I don't think anyone, if you're not in a, you know, 20 team league, I don't think you're drafting Nick Ahmed in your fantasy Mm -hmm. team, unless you're a huge D back fan, but I got like Eduardo Escobar. We know he had a tough 2020 season and 2021 in fantasy. I don't really know what to make of it because he can't hit. He doesn't get on base, but the dude is an RBI producer and a home run producer. So how does that translate in fantasy? 
Scott and I will continue our conversation on Eduardo Escobar in just a moment. But first, investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB. That's W E A L T H F R O N T.com slash lockdown MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown MLB and get started today. Did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? They got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salty caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. The reason why I love Built Bars is because they're healthy. I'm a health conscious guy and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but it's high in protein and it's high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. If you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's wrap up the pod. Uh, well enough. Like, yeah, you're, you're not getting the the you know total package or anything, but the fact he's got 15 home runs, um, you know, there's value in that, particularly because you can play him at second base. And you know, as I said, second base is not a great position uh, in terms of offensive production. So if um, you can you know plug in Escobar uh, and and get that that kind of power at second base or or in, in a middle infield spot, um, you know, there's value to that. Um, now, you know, I, I, I don't think you're because of how rough his 2020 season was, I, I don't expect that uh, you, you would have had to go very early to get Eduardo Escobar, you know, like by comparison, right after 2019, when he had a monster year, you know, you would have taken him relatively early, I think in 2020. And so you know, there was, uh, you, you would have come away very disappointed, but then based on how poor he, uh, his results were in 2020, you know, you didn't have to take him until late. Uh, in drafts this year. And so I, I think you, know, you, you probably get away with, um, you know, decent value out of Eduardo Escobar, even, even if it's not exactly, uh, you know, the ideal, uh, you know, production overall. It's basically you're, you're taking those home runs and RBIs and, and running with it. Um, if we're looking at disappointments for Arizona, like I would look at a guy like Christian Walker, and mm-hmm. I know you don't have huge expectations for Christian Walker, but you, you could have easily, you know, looked at him in the preseason and thought, well, I can slide him in as a corner infielder and he can get me 20 plus home runs. Um, and well, <laughs> he so far he is two, so <laughs> got a long way to go to, uh, to get there. And, and, um, you know, and, and really, you know, anybody on the pitching staff, um, you know, is, is going to be a disappointment, uh, because, well, and I feel like you're ripping I mean, my team, Scott. I, I know. I, I, and I, I don't try to be that. I don't try to be that guy. Uh, but like even coming into the season, the one guy that we had hopes for was Gallon. Um, you know, because yeah. to, to this point in his career, he's basically known nothing but success. Uh, but then you have injuries and, uh, you know, his, his results in the, in the little bit that he's played are, are still pretty good. Uh, but, you know, he, as the one guy who you would have been, you know, kind of happy to, 
to grab onto for this pitching staff. And he's missed so much time that, uh, you know, even, even Zach Gallon hasn't given you a huge uh, reward. Uh, and so, you know, now I, I don't think you came into the season with really high expectations for, um, you know, the other starters, like, you know, Merrill Kelly had you know, a handful of good starts and last year. And, and you know, I, I don't think most people were, were tricked by that into thinking that you know, Merrill Kelly was going to be, you know, huge value. Uh, and, you know, Bumgarner, as I said, is, you know, he, he had such a disastrous season last year that, you know, he, he made it through drafts in, in most cases that I saw. Um, and, you know, the, I guess one of the guys to maybe keep an eye on is Taylor Widener, if, mm. you, can him, if you can get him healthy, right? Um, that in the tiny little bit that he pitched, uh, there's been some promising results. And so, you know, you, you can hope uh, <laughs> now. Now this might, might uh, you know, ultimately threaten the 26-game losing, losing streak. But, you know, if you have a healthy gallon <laughs> and, a hel- and a healthy Widener and a healthy Bumgarner, you know, maybe, uh, you know, maybe the Diamondbacks have a chance to, you know, right the ship a little bit. Yeah, because that's a great call. Because Widener has been more than just like solid. He he's been the ace of the staff. Like I don't want to mince words. He's basically been a Cy Young caliber pitcher for this D backs team. I mean, a two six three ERA and twenty four innings pitch. I mean, the dude. I mean, he doesn't have like phenomenal stuff, but he he's effective at what he does. He has a you know mid nineties heater, and he was one of the top prospects in the D backs yeah. organization at one time. So he's got the ceiling. And Zach Gallen, I mean. He came into the season hurt. Uh, he hasn't been great when he's pitched. He's had some good starts, but I'm hoping you didn't start him today because they did my man. Yeah, so yeah, I think they had a rough they, one today, didn't they? They did my man so dirty. First game after the injured <laughs> list, they're going to give him the start where they could break the record for most consecutive yeah. road losses. Like, how, how are you going to do my guy dirty like that? Put that kind of blemish on his record. Uh, I mean, we talk him up so much. At least I do on my podcast. Yeah, yeah because I think he's a, you know, a true Cy Young caliber pitcher when he's healthy and he just hasn't been healthy. So it looks like it's going to be a throwaway year for not just that gallon, but the whole organization, because we just got to erase this year from our memory because it's awful. Christian Walker, you brought up, I mean, I was telling all my friends who play fantasy baseball, look for Christian Walker late in your drafts because this guy is going to be around a 280 hitter, 275. He's going to get you potentially 30 home runs, 80 ribbies. I was like, those those were, you know, projected solid numbers of what he's done in the previous couple seasons with the D-backs. I mean, he didn't have huge power numbers last year, only about seven home runs, but he was arguably a a top three D-back position player last year so I, I was you know pretty high on Christian Walker I wasn't going to draft him as a top five first baseman but if you could if you're still searching for a first baseman around you know in, in those later rounds I thought he would have mm-hmm. been a great option for you and you talked about Eduardo Espar we're just hitting on all your points real quick I was yeah, the yeah. guy who took him in 2020 after that big 2019 <laughs> yeah, that monster season and I, I was heavily disappointed. So you know what I did in 2021, Scott? I took him again. But I took him. Oh in like my, my gosh! Took him in the last round of my draft, and I dropped no, but, him like a week later. Though that was the sad oh, thing. Someone picked but, him up. But but there's the the thing, right? In terms of relative value, if you take uh, take him after the 2019 season when he has a, a fantastic year, and then he has that that awful season in 2020, well, that crushes you, mm-hmm. right? Because you you took him ahead of you know countless other quality players who, who could have helped your fantasy team. Uh, you take him in the last round this year, if he works or doesn't work, hardly matters. You know, if, if it turns out that, you know, you got good value out of your last round pick, great. If not, yes, you can drop them and go pick up other, other players, right? The, the amount invested there is not nearly uh, the same. And so, you know, it's almost, it's almost impossible to be a disappointment if you're like a last round pick because uh, the, the sort of nature of fantasy is that, is that those are really disposable kinds of players that you rotate in and out of your, uh, 
uh, lineup anyway. So yeah, it's, but uh, <laughs> you see, I, I sometimes go the other way. If I, if a player has been disappointing, you know, to me, uh, if I, you know, invested early in, in a player and they're, and they're a disappointment, you know, they're, they're dead to me and, and, yeah. I, and I, I will not take them again the next year. I feel you on that. That's usually my draft strategy, but I was like last round, I was like, oh, I might as well, you know, weird season 2020 yeah, yeah. Might as well take a flyer. And I guess it worked out, even though I haven't seen any of the production on my team because he's been on my buddy's team the whole season after I dropped him after like three days because his first five games, he was doing nothing but striking out. And then he's been on a power tear ever since. So I guess that, you know, bit me in the, in the butt a little bit, but it's okay. We, we still like Eduardo Escobar. We'll see if he's there after the trade deadline because this team, might get blown up after the deadline. <laughs> That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Braskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, come back next week for more Diamondbacks news coverage and insight. And as always, deuces!